From B Media Production, this is Business Essentials, practical advice and ideas to grow your business. Welcome to this episode of Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Do you have a craving for Rocky Road, finger slices and chocolate truffles? You know, the ones that your parents or grandparents used to make. It's that taste for nostalgia in little bite-sized packets that has catapulted Spring Hill Farm near Ballarat in Victoria to phenomenal growth and success in recent years. Fiona Watley and her husband James jumped on our appetite for smaller sized treats and along the way they've made lucrative contracts with Qantas and Virgin Airlines as well as a range of popular suppliers like Hudson's Coffee. The concept began with Fiona's parents, Ray and Joe, in the 1980s, when Fiona was in primary school. She takes Chris Ashmore back to those days when her parents hosted a day on the farm for school children. They would experience uh, collecting eggs and wheat from out in the paddock, milling that into flour and all of the other parts of a a day on the farm. And at the end of the day, they would have a a muesli slice on the hay bales, which was a very early paddock to plate concept and a demonstration to them of where your food really comes from. They were ahead of their time. They were ahead of their time. I think the uh, the Muesli Slice was in Vogue magazine as a as a new product that was out there, which is sort of hard to believe now, 30 years down the track. Did they have visions for growth and succession to pass on to their kids? Look, I think it would be fair to say that the success of the Muesli Slice, which came really from trialling with parents and children that were on the farm, was not an intended thing. It was something that kids and parents just loved. And so then the question came, well, where can I get this slice? And so that was when the um, the baking arm of Spring Hill Farm, I guess, began. So it was an organic growth rather than a planned growth in that side of things. But certainly once the interest was there, then that became much more of a strategic decision to head into the food market, which is obviously a very different world to where it is today. I think um, for any farming family, then succession is always something that you think about. And so I assume that that is something that was sort of considered, but certainly nothing that was ever pressured onto us either. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, you had thoughts, of course, of going into the business. What point did you decide to get involved? Uh, Yeah, so look, James and I both headed off to uni and studied very different things from what we're doing now. I guess uh, an interest started to spark there in in the business world and in food, which is something that I love. And then, um, you know, we were married, had one child at the time, and James was looking for a a change in direction. Mum and Dad were also looking for what their next steps might be. Well, tell us about that. Was uh, handing over the reins a, a quick thing or was there a longer transition It was relatively quick. James and I started three years apart, so I was there three years earlier, and mum and dad were both still quite involved during that time. We had a couple of children during that time, so I was part-time. But once James started, I'd say within the year, they had handed over very much the day-to-day runnings of the business. And you do hear lots of um, horror stories about transition and succession in business, but that's certainly nothing that we've ever experienced, so we've been very lucky in that regard. We um, have had a very smooth transition and you know they're very trusting of what we do if we need anything they're certainly there to give us their thoughts but um, from a day-to-day point of view they've really handed that right over. Now since you and James stepped in it's grown tenfold now employs up to 50 staff was this a planned growth were you always looking for that large growth or did it just come naturally? Probably a little bit of both, really. Part of it is planned, and then part of it, I guess, is being in the right place at the right time. 
part of our contract work, which is something that we hadn't actually planned on, is now a large part of our business. It's actually about 70% currently of what we do, and that's manufacturing for people under their own brand. So a consumer wouldn't understand that we have anything to do with it, but basically we manufacture for other people and package it in their product and ship it out to them. So that's certainly a, an area of the market that has changed a lot. A lot more people are looking to manufacture or to co-manufacture rather than to set up their own facilities. And that has a lot to do with the speed of um, change in the food world as well. So if you are able to you know, produce foods that are on trend and, and not have to invest in new equipment all the time, then that's certainly attractive to a lot of companies now. And you'll see that grow even more, do you think? We think so. Um, Certainly it's something we're fielding inquiries of all the time. The challenge for us is the balance between our brand and the contract um, and how the two of those work together within our business. Our passion is around our brand. That's where it began. And for me, I have a real affinity to that. That is definitely where I love to work. But equally, we love the challenge of working with other companies. Mostly they are in the health space, which is quite different to where we work. So we're learning about new ingredients all the time and new products and and concepts in that world. But we're also working with other couples that are are like us, really. They have a business and they're wanting to grow it. And so, you know, sometimes in small business it can be lonely, but when you're working with people like that, then that um, yeah, you realise you're not out there on your own. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things that really kicked off your business, would it be fair to say, was uh, the contract with Virgin Airlines? That's right, yeah. How did you manage to... uh, get such a lucrative uh, deal with a supplier like yeah, that? look, it's something that we had tried for years and years. Airlines are obviously something that a lot of companies aspire to. They give you amazing brand awareness and um, and for us, food in mouth is always the most important part of our marketing campaigns. So it was really just continually knocking on doors, just trying again and again. Mm. I remember sending them some samples after we'd just completed a rebrand. So in 2010, we went back and really looked at what the Spring Hill Farm brand was and how we could really convey the messages of our brand, which is around wholesome, traditional, nostalgic treats that came from a farm. And so we incorporated new packaging. Um, The animals from the farm visits themselves were on display on the packaging. And we told a lot more of the story in that. Um, From that, I sent some samples and I remember taking a phone call. And in one of those very non-glamorous moments where you're at home with babies and mopping the floor in your pyjamas, I remember taking a phone call from Virgin and saying, yeah, sure, no problems. We can certainly do that. And then getting off the phone thinking, we can never make that amount of product but we have to work out how we can. So for us, that was a big learning curve and a big confidence boost as well because we just decided we were going to do it and we had to do it. We wouldn't let them down. We still don't let customers down. We stay true to our words. So we just had to work out how to do it. And that involved pulling people in from all over the place, working, you know, monster monster shifts, but we, we got there in the end and that certainly opened up a lot more doors for us. Right. Well, Virgin was the first of many contracts. Who else do you serve? Yeah, look, it was. It was the beginning of bigger contracts for us. Uh, currently, we've got some wonderful customers like Hudson's Coffee, Officeworks, Qantas in flight and lounges, Accor, and many, many others. So, yeah, we have a, a great group of clients that we're very happy to work with. Well, from a business owner perspective, what have been some of the lessons you've learned and uh, some advice you would give to others in business listening to this? 
Yeah, look, I think that's it's always tricky. You're always learning and we're still learning and we're I guess you learn from your mistakes. You think you've got something nailed and then you, you realise that you haven't. So it's a constant process. I don't think you ever know it all and I think if you think that, then you're very naive. I guess the biggest thing is that you need to step back from your business and that's a very easy thing for anyone to say and it's certainly something that we're still not very good at but it is something that we're recognising as we grow that we are able to to hand off some of the day-to-day tasks to others and that without that real strategic thinking then you really are kind of just flapping in the wind I guess. So thinking about you know why you do what you do, what you want to achieve, what your end goal is are very important things and then working backwards from there. Well, you've had incredible success, um, but you're not done yet. What's the future for Spring Hill Farm? Ah, well, that's, that is an interesting question. We're actually just undertaking, uh, starting today, actually, a, a new strategic review. So, look, we want to continue to make beautiful products that make people happy, whether that's under our brand or under someone else's brand. We are passionate about making people enjoy the food that we manufacture for them. So the future for us is certainly around growth. It's about growth of our brand as well as our contract manufacturing. We are looking to build a new factory in the in the next 12 to 18 months as we're nearing capacity. And certainly we've got lots of new and interesting plans that we'd love to see come to fruition over the next sort of five to 10 years. So yeah, certainly onwards and upwards. We know from experience and that it's certainly not going to be easy sailing. We know there's certainly highs and lows with any small business. And some weeks you feel like you, you can't do anything wrong and other weeks you feel like you can't do anything right. But, you know, that's all part of the journey. So we're looking forward to it very much. Fiona Watley, Spring Hill Farm. And that ends Business Essentials podcast. So you don't miss out on future episodes, why not subscribe? And if you found this valuable, we'd love you to leave a review. For further information about us, or if you'd like to listen to more interviews like this one, visit businessessentials.com.au. We hope you've enjoyed Business Essentials podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Thanks for listening. This Business Essentials podcast has been produced by B Media Production, building engagement and adding value through quality audio communication.